Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Herb Podcast, a place of information and inspiration for the home herbalist. I'm Bridget Doherty of the Soledago School of Herbalism, coming to you from a bridged island on the coast of Maine. In today's show, I'm talking about herbs for recovery from debilitating health states. Before we get started, I want you to know that I'm not a doctor, nor do I diagnose or treat people. What I share is based on my own experience and what I've learned from my mentors. Ultimately, I want you to be empowered in seeking and achieving your own version of optimum health. I want you to be inspired to connect and relate to the common plants that grow all around you. Now, without further ado, let's have some fun and dig in. Lately, a common question that I have been asked is what herbs could be supportive for folks who are recovering from COVID-19 viral infection? And though I have not worked specifically with people who have had COVID, I still have some ideas on the topic that I'd like to share with you. The great thing about many herbs, especially herbs that are beneficial for supporting people who are recovering from debilitated states are that they are generalists. And especially herbs that are nourishing and building can be useful for all types of recovery. And they can help to support multiple aspects of building health and supporting healthy functions in the body and bringing our bodies back toward a healthful state. What we really want to do when we're recovering from a trauma or a big change in life or a debilitating illness is to build our health back up and to support the systems and organs that had been challenged while we were facing whatever difficult life-changing situation we faced. And there are so many herbs that can be great for this. We don't need an herb that is specific and only specific for COVID recovery. We have an array of herbs that are beneficial for people who are recovering from an array of debilitating illness, traumas, and chronic health conditions. Choices of herbs can be fine-tuned and based on specifics of each individual person's energetics, current state of well-being, organs or body systems that were challenged and need recuperation and support. But we could also just keep it more simple and just look at some really nourishing, nutritive, tonifying herbs that can support the body 
in a very general way. It is a huge topic and one that could be studied and explored endlessly. Surely books could be written on herbs that are beneficial for recovering from debility. But that's herbalism for you. Thankfully, we are so lucky that we can go as deep and detailed and complicated as we want to go with herbalism, but we can also just keep it really simple and work with herbs that nourish us and have a broad spectrum of supportive actions, and both are fine. So the main goal is to support general health, to build nutritional reserves, to tone organs and body systems that have had a hard run. We also want to support circulation, digestion, and liver functions and kidney functions so that we may get the most out of the nutrition that we are consuming so that we are able to build up the reserves, build up the mineral stores, and strengthen the health overall. It may seem like that's a lot that needs our attention. However, a lot of this can be addressed very simply and in a broad way. There are many herbs that can work with multiple aspects of these healing actions. And so mostly we're going to be focusing on nourishing herbs and nourishing foods when we are in these states and also foods that are going to be easily digestible and easily assimilable. And we're also going to be working with herbs that aren't really intense in their nature. We're looking for herbs that are going to be more able to help to move us toward a homeostasis in our health that are going to be more modulating and adaptogenic and nourishing and supporting. There are a lot of hardships in life and health that people may be recovering from, including a viral infection like COVID, um, a physical or emotional trauma, addiction, chronic illness, wasting diseases, rapid aging, extreme weakness, chronic fatigue, cancer and cancer therapies and illnesses that are debilitating in one or more ways. And the same herbs are useful for recovery that are also useful for prevention and care of chronic conditions. So realistically, we can all use nourishing support no matter what stage of health we're in, but especially when we have been through an extra rough patch in life Um, These nourishing and supporting herbs herbs can be super helpful. And that's what I want to talk about today. So the actions of the herbs that we're looking for are going to be nourishing herbs, herbal tonics, nervines, adaptogens, digestive bitters, and gently warming spices. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about each one of those actions and also one herb that would 
fall into that category and would have a nice broad spectrum um, of healing potential for a wide range of different people. So number one, if you know anything about me, you know that I really am a strong believer and supporter and promoter of nourishing herbs. And these are herbs that are food-like in nature. They don't have necessarily a really potent, strong um, medicinal focus, but they are very broad spectrum in action because they are packed full of minerals and vitamins and often full of protein as well. So I think a lot of people know that, you know, one of the best, I consider the best nourishing herbs out there are stinging nettles or nettle. And nettle would be such a valuable herb for anyone who's coming out of a debilitating state because it is just loaded with nutrition and it is um, very supportive of our adrenal glands, which help to regulate our energy and our sleep patterns. So it really can help restore and revitalize um, our energy levels, but then also at the same time, help us to get a deeper and more nourishing sleep. And they're very supportive of kidney function and actually pretty much every system and organ in the body, nettle is going to support. And that's mostly because it's providing so many minerals that those are what our organs need to function and what our body needs to function. And the best way to ingest nettle is as a food. So you can cook it and eat it if you have it available to you fresh. But if you don't, and that's mostly going to be in the spring, um, you don't want to necessarily use fresh nettle that has already late summer and gone to flower and seed for food. But you can very easily purchase dried stinging nettle leaf and make nourishing herbal infusions with them which is taking, uh, weighing out one ounce of the dried plant material, the dried nettle leaf, putting it in a quart jar, filling that jar with boiling water all the way up to the top. A canning jar is gonna be important for this because it can handle that really hot boiling water. Covering it tightly with a sealed lid and letting it sit out on the counter for four to eight to 10 hours. A lot of people will let it sit overnight and then once it's at room temperature, you can store it in the fridge um, or you can strain it immediately. You can store it in the fridge if you don't open it, probably for a few days at least. Um, but why would you want to store it when you can drink it? So <laughs> strain it um, and squeeze out all of the liquid from the nettle leaf. And if you could drink like one or two quarts a week, that would be great. Um, you could drink more or less if you want, but at least one or two quarts of nettle nourishing infusion is going to be really, really helpful for anyone coming out of debility. 
if you have a hard time with the taste of it, it just has a very green taste, then I find that drinking it over ice is delicious. But if temp- sometimes when people are in this like really weakened state, they already feel really cold and constricted and warmth and warm food and warm beverages can feel a lot better. And so warm nettle infusion with a little bit of miso uh, paste mixed in with it is would be delicious. And also uh, the miso would be an extra amount of nourishment and protein in an easily digestible form because it is fermented. The next action of herbs that we're going to be looking for, okay, so there's tons of nourishing herbs out there, but nettle is a great place to start. Tonics are going to be another place to start. And when I think of a tonic herb, I think of it as an herb that really is going to support the functioning or the strength and flexibility of a specific organ or body system. So if so for an example, if the state of debility was really challenging on the lungs or say the heart um, for whatever reason, um, if those organs feel very kind of weak and like they need extra support, maybe someone's recovering from a heart attack or maybe someone is recovering from pneumonia. Um, these herbs focusing on a tonic that's going to help to support and build and nourish the organ that was most affected in the debilitating state is going to be beneficial. And these can be often taken either as a tincture um, daily, uh, multiple times a day probably, or in a water-based infusion. And oftentimes these tonic herbs are nourishing and can be made into a nourishing herbal infusion as I described for the nettle. Mullen is excellent for supporting any sort of lung health, um, helping to build lung function even in the cases of um, chronic asthma or chronic bronchitis or people who have a hard time um, catching their breath or taking deep breaths. And the tonic herbs need to be taken on a regular basis and also for a long period of time. Just taking it once or twice is really not going to do anything. It's like, you know, a tonic for your muscles is going for a run or a walk. It's exercising them and strengthening them. And so if you go for a run, you know, for 20 minutes, three times a week, you're going to get a lot more benefit than if you go for a run for 60 hours. I mean, not 60 hours. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, For 60 minutes, uh, you know, once a month, you're really not going to strengthen your muscles that way. But if you do it in smaller amounts, more frequently, you're really going to help to tone and strengthen. And you can think of that in the way that you would be ingesting these herbs as well as they are, um, it's almost like exercise for your organs, so to speak. So for for the heart, um, hawthorn is going to be, whether it's leaf or flower or berry, and really in, in a nourishing infusion or in a tincture, 
both work well. So those are a couple examples of tonic herbs for specific organs. Anytime that we're going through a debilitating illness, it's going to be stressful on the body. And we're going to be feeling all kinds of feels, emotional stresses, physical stresses, and our nervous system is going to need support. So that's where the nervines or nervines come into play. And these are herbs that could be considered tonics for the nervous system, or at least supportive and nourishing for the nervous system as a whole. And the first herb that I think of for that, that is also a very nourishing herb is oat straw. And oat straw is an herb that I drink a nourishing infusion of at least once a week, if not more, just for general health. Oat straw would be made in the same way that we made the nettle infusion, so weighing out an ounce and putting it in a quart jar with boiling water and letting it sit for a long time because there are a lot of minerals in oat straw and the longer we let it sit in that hot water the more minerals we're going to extract and there's also some components of oat straw that are specific that are very calming and soothing to the nervous system so if you have feelings of edginess or just nervous exhaustion or frayed and frazzled nerves or you know, just feeling overworked or overstimulated or exhausted. Um, this is a great herb for supporting and nourishing the nervous system. Now, the next category of herbs that are going to be really helpful for anyone that is recovering from a debilitated state are adaptogens. And adaptogens are herbs that modulate health. They basically help us be in a um, more of a centered and grounded state of being so that we are more resilient and more adaptable, especially to exterior stressors that are affecting us and interior stressors that are affecting us. And there are a lot of known adaptogens. I think that there are also a lot of herbs that could be considered adaptogens that aren't, maybe haven't been technically labeled that yet. But I personally, and I think there are other herbalists out there that would consider nettle to be an adaptogen. Um, but the adaptogen that I want to talk about today is astragalus. And the astragalus root is what we are going to be working with. And this could also be considered an immune system tonic, um, but it basically has a variety of different benefits, but it really has an affinity with our immune system and supporting both an overactive and underactive immune system and bringing it back to a centered place of health. And it's the root that's used and it can be simmered into a into a tea, like a decoction, to make it a shorter remedy, and then you could drink multiple cups a day. It could be made as a nourishing herbal infusion, just like the nettle and the oat straw, and a whole quart 
drunk within a day a couple times a week would be great. It's very kind of sweet and and has a little bit of, you know, a rooty, earthy flavor as well, um, but very tolerable. And it can also be added to food. A lot of people like to add it to soup broths or bone broths, and you can get it in these tongue depressor size sticks of the root um, that you can easily kind of throw into a pot of soup and then take it out when the soup's done. And so it has been simmering in the broth, but it's really woody and fibrous, so it's not something that you would actually want to consume. However, you can get astragalus in powder form, the root in a powder form. And I'm not usually a big proponent of using powdered herbs, but astragalus is so, you know, kind of nutrient rich and it just has a lot of polysaccharides in it, which are these long chain sugars that are really um, beneficial for immune function and for the health of our microbiome that the powder tends to be just fine. And you can mix it in with food or smoothies. Um, you can mix it in with gravies or um, like a hummus dip, dips, things like that. And a little you know, cooking, baking recipes, or however you want to incorporate it. And it's an herb that is something that is really meant to be taken over a long period of time to get the full benefits from. It's very mild in action. It's very safe for elders and children alike and everything in between. So that almost is like my number one go-to when coming out of and recovering from a, a really hard viral infection and when you you really kind of want to bring the immune system back to a healthy functioning state it also has shown a lot of promise in um, conjunction with cancer therapies as well now i also have thrown uh, bitters into the mix here and bitter herbs are a little bit more intense than these nourishing herbs although there are some of bitter herbs that also are very mineral rich, um, like dandelion, which is the one I want to talk about today. But the real benefit of the bitters is that they tell the body that we are in digestion mode. It's the bitter flavor that triggers our body's digestive actions and also our liver and our gallbladder and everything to just kick into gear so that we are more able to properly digest and assimilate our food. And dandelion is great because it's not like super, super bitter. Um, it does have a little bit of sweetness to it. All, diff all parts of the plant can be used. The leaves, the root, all have this bitter nature to them. And again, it could be a food herb. You could you know, cook the leaves and eat them. The root, I think, makes a really nice tea, but bitter. Um, I think my favorite way to take dandelion as a bitters, though, is just in a tincture of the root or the root and the leaf, the whole plant. And then I just put a, take a little bit and a little bit of water before a meal. You really don't need a lot of bitters. It's not the quantity that's really giving you the action. It's the taste. So as long as your tongue registers bitter flavor, you're going to get the medicinal action of that plant. 
or one of the medicinal actions of that plant, which is to uh, improve digestion, basically, and to improve liver function. Dandelion's what's known as an alterative, which along with the lines of bitters, an alterative is a, are plants that would also be really beneficial when coming out of debilitated states because they basically are known to alter the body toward a better state of health. And they're very broad spectrum acting. They tend to improve the functioning of the liver and the kidneys so that our body is able to metabolize things better and assimilate them better, but then also break down metabolites that we don't need anymore and eliminate them so that we don't get a backup and a, of hormones that we don't need anymore and metabolites that aren't serving us, that are byproducts of whatever we have ingested or byproducts of our immune function or um, byproducts of just regular cell death in our body. So the alternatives just really help to improve everything to flow better and work better. And dandelion is also known to be an alterative. A lot of times this word, get, the alteratives are also called blood cleansers because it's this concept of, you know, we're, we're keeping things moving in and in and through and out of the body and not letting them, not allowing the blood to be overwhelmed with things that no longer serve us. However, I'm not a big fan of considering ourselves dirty and needing to be cleansed. I'd rather think of ourselves as needing support and nourishment. And then the final um, beneficial herbal category that I could see being helpful would be a nice warming circulation enhancing spice. And I'm not talking about a really intense spice because again, when we're coming out of these um, weakened states, everything's a little bit harsher to us. And we just really need gentle and kind things. So when I'm talking about warming spice, I'm thinking cinnamon versus um, cayenne. And even ginger could be a little bit intense, right? But cinnamon, it's not like spicy burn your tongue, but it's spicy as in um, it helps the blood to flow better, especially to the extremities. So when we are eating food and really trying to nourish ourselves, the, the cinnamon will really help carry those nourishments all throughout the body and to the periphery of the body as well and the blood flow to the periphery and it's very can be gently warming as well like I was saying earlier you know maybe people who are in these really weakened exhausted states it's it tends to be more of a cold state and so to bring some warmth and circulation to the body is going to be very helpful cinnamon's another nice aspect of cinnamon is that it has this demulcent quality to it, this mucilaginous nature to it, especially when you, um, you know, maybe make a tea with it, but then let the tea sit and with the cinnamon in it at room temperature or even colder than room temperature. And that's going to really help to extract 
this viscosity nature of it. And these mucilaginous herbs are another category that I would say would be really important um, in healing because they help to nourish and support all of our mucous membranes, which are really important membranes. They're the membranes that come in contact with the outside world, whether they're inside our body, but they come in contact with either food or air, like our lungs and our entire digestive system. Um, They are also our urinary system, our reproductive organs, and our skin um, all have these mucus um, membranes that are a major part of our immune health as well. So these these, uh, mucilaginous rich herbs, cinnamon is one, um, linden flower is another one of my absolute favorites, and I will make that just as I made the nettle and the oat straw in a nourishing herbal infusion. You can even just use a half ounce instead of a full ounce. Super anti-inflammatory, the linden is, and also very soothing and coating to these mucous membranes, as well as being supporting to the immune system overall. And the other benefit of these mucilaginous aspects of these plants is that it can really help create a supportive environment for our microbiome, which is extremely important for our health. Our microbiome is all of the microbes that are beneficial, that are living in us, bacterias, yeasts, um, funguses, and viruses even. So that's a lot to start with. I mean, it's, you know, even if you worked with one herb, a day for a week and really got to know each herb. I like things, herbs as simples, especially, especially when we're working with people who are in weakened states because they might be overreactive. They might feel things more intensely. And if you're working with herbs and formulas, it can be a little bit more confusing for the body. Or if there is a negative response, to the to the formula you don't really know which herb in there is causing that so keep it simple and keep it nourish nourishing and take it from there the other important aspect is the food that we're eating so again really easy to digest and assimilate foods plant based foods that are cooked for a long time. Roots and leaves like carrots and kale need to be really cooked in a small amount of water for an hour to really break down the cellulose so that it's easy to digest and you can really actually get the nutrition that is locked in those plant cell walls um, out and to make it bioavailable to ourselves. Soups, stews, bone broths, uh, miso soup, definitely, congees, you know, grains that have been cooked for a long time and that have a lot of water mixed in with them, which is basically what a congee is, a small amount of rice cooked for a long time in a large amount of water. Um, And you know, stay away from the heavily processed food, a little bit of meat, 
that is well cooked, like a beef stew, could be really helpful to help build up the iron and the heme in the body, which heme is really important for carrying oxygen and nutrition throughout our body to all of the cells in our body, and that is only accessible from meat. So, you know, just rest, recuperation, allowing yourself the time and the space for self-care, for eating healthful, well-cooked foods, and taking time with even like one or two or three of the herbs that I've mentioned, and really feeling how they can nourish you and help bring you back and support you back to a healthful place. If you're interested in learning about foraging medicinal plants, making herbal remedies, growing herbs in your garden, and general seasonal backyard and kitchen herbalism, check out my Patreon membership classroom. You can find it on the Patreon web website under Solidago Herb School. And there you will find, it's, I've only been doing it for a couple months, but there is a, a large rosemary ebook available um, through the membership. Um, I've, this month we are focusing on the lichen usnea. There's a 12-page ebook on usnea. Um, four small, you know, short videos from the field, a 50-minute audio lesson all about usnea, and soon to be um, some DIY videos on making remedies with the usnea lichen. And last month we highlighted evergreens, and as the months continue, we're going to, you know, next month I'm going to highlight dandelion and wild salads. And as the season continues, we'll just be talking about herbs that you can find in the wild or growing herbs in your garden and and what you want to be working for working with and looking for in that month. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you can join us there. And you can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, on my website and that's all found with the tag Solidago Herb School. And if you visit my website, I do have a blog there and I send out uh, a newsletter that's informational and inspirational and feel free to sign up for that and stay in touch. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Bridget Doherty. Until next week, be well, let intuition guide you and have fun with herbs. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube